Welcome to The Craft. I'm your host, Mae Globus. This podcast is a collection of intimate conversations on artistry, mastery, and life with talented, passionately curious creatives and entrepreneurs. Most are dear friends, some are those I've admired from afar. I hope you enjoy these conversations, this exploration of the humanity that connects all of us as much as I do having them. Thank you for being here and for listening. It's always a good day when you're in the presence of Tyler Quarles, a man of many, many talents. The longtime art director and co-founder of Barrow Dryware grew up in an equally athletic and creative household, spending much of his youth in snowboard shops while honing his passion for design. In this conversation, we dive into his upbringing, the story of how he created the Herschel Supply logo, getting the latest Barrow collection to market during the pandemic, the key ingredients to a good partnership, and more. Please enjoy this episode with the incredible human that is Tyler Quarles. Tyler, welcome to The Craft. Thank you for having me. I'm really stoked for this conversation. I'm excited too. Yeah. It's a long time coming. I know. Yes. And we always have great chats. So I'm excited to share this one with other people. Me as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We were just talking about um, earlier and how long we've known each other. Yes. 10 years. Probably more than t- more than 10 years for really? sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, do you remember where we actually met? Yes. Okay. So I was doing the, you know, the math. Yeah. And I was a contributing writer for Ion. And Bingo. you were the creative director or the art director. At that time, I was art director. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were also the art director for Vancouver's Awesome in its first iteration, no? I Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, working with 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 Bob on, on VIA uh, was rad. We had met, you and I met at... I think it was was it oh, was it two one eight or what what was that awesome clothing store that was right across two one two two one two thank yes. you yeah yeah right right across from the old yes. from Shine right yes and we met there and we just like I don't know we just immediately clicked and it was yeah. like oh you you do this I do this cool and we probably were going somewhere to go dance or something with a big <laughs> group or whatever you know we were probably going to Shine we definitely were going to Shine <laughs> for sure <laughs> it's so good and you know ten plus years later yes awesome friendship. Absolutely. So I do have happy. to tell that we I can I can uh carbon date our our contact swap. We talked about this earlier, but I can carbon date it because your name is in all caps in my phone, which means that that contact carried through from the SIM card of my Motorola Razor <laughs> in 2007 or 8, which is rad. Amazing. So. Vintage. This is vintage. A, this is a vintage which I still friendship. Have. I still have it. That's amazing. <laughs> uh well, you know what? We're talking about, you know, 10 years of friendship, but I want to go back to when you were a kid. What what were you like as a kid? I, I imagine you were not too different than what you are now, which is like, I feel like you're just such a positive, curious person, and you have this incredible ability to connect the dots. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, okay, well, uh, what your, your specific question was, what was I like as a kid? And uh, I think the only way I can describe that is at the moment we were looking back at some old uh, high eight footage of my sister's like first steps. And I love my sister. She's amazing. She's a couple years younger. She's terrific and does amazing things. And this whole time I've thought that I've been like the most supportive kind of person. Meanwhile, I'm in the background. She's taking her first steps and I'm stomping around in boots saying, I want my juice. <laughs> I want my juice. So clearly I've kind of maybe been uh, prone to the um, positive, but also trying to make as much noise as possible <laughs> kind of side of things. I don't know. Uh, so my sister and I grew up uh, in Vancouver. 
uh, I was born originally in Montreal. My whole family's all back from Montreal. Um, and my grandfather had a, uh, a sporting goods store, actually, back in, like, the 60s. And, and um, it was called Streeter and Quarles. They sold, like, skis and, and, like, tennis rackets and all that kind of stuff. And then my dad worked with him doing, like, sales and all that kind of stuff. Moved us all out to Vancouver in 88 um, because he was a major nut for windsurfing. And mm. Vancouver was a great windsurfing spot because you had Squamish and, you had, and the water was, you know, you could be in the water all year round. You couldn't be in the water all year round in Montreal. And so moved us out west uh, to start the windsurfing shop, which then later turned into Pacific Border. So, ah, okay. so we came out as a family to, to, to start and then run Pacific Border for many, many years. I totally grew up in a snowboard shop. Like my fondest memories are hanging out with, you know, my dad's, you know, team members and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, learning to count change and help people out, grip skateboards, whatever that is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then he sold that to the Comor crew in 2002, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And then I maintained kind of hanging out in, in that in that scene and that kind of crew. So yeah, that's kind of like the snowboard uh, surf action sport kind of connection there. Mm -hmm. And you also have this kind of, you're a creative mm -hmm. and your mom and your grandmother were quite creative. Yeah, totally. So you probably yeah, yeah, yeah. get that side, obviously, from them. We had an extensive collection of craft supplies. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my grandmother's a watercolor uh, artist. She does some really cool landscapes and she she traveled everywhere from like Bermuda to, you know, Whistler and, and Montreal, like taking, uh, um, uh, doing all sorts of really cool landscapes and architectural stuff. So she was always encouraging me to paint and draw and have fun and then my mom um uh was also pregnant with me as a as a uh, practicing working graphic designer in montreal and we're talking we're talking like letter set and like paste ups and all that kind of stuff so she would have to put together the paste up and it gets sent off to the photo type person and comes back so oh, i remember wow. when we you know like my day one of design class i was like hey mom check this out and she's like wow day one it's like what my whole career was doing. <laughs> I needed to push the button. So, yeah. But no, it, they've been incredibly supportive the whole the whole time. And it's just been, they they helped me see that it was possible to mm -hmm. have a creative career and 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 love it. Yeah. And, and I guess it, in your career too, you know, you have this creative side and you had this other, this other you know, snowboarding side of you and you were able to blend the two because you've been working for magazines, like I think King Snow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so you've totally. been able to kind of marry totally. the two sides. Well, and I, I don't think it's a surprise or a secret that uh, it was life in life within snowboarding that inspired the design. Mm. So it was falling in love with uh, with the graphics on the boards themselves, um, but also falling in love with it, being a shop kid. We got to see all these. It sounds maybe boring to someone else, but like sales assets and like you know a catalog or um, a special tech page for something that you would get it as, as a sales associate to then go and tell the features and benefits of a particular board or whatever it was. And uh, who was who was doing, I think, the raddest stuff was um, an agency called JDK out of Vermont, and they did all of Burton stuff like forever. And so lo and behold, all the Burton stuff was just incredible, super inspiring. They had some insane creatives working for them. And so that was really my intro into design. Like I knew I didn't, I knew a life of um, running a shop wasn't for me, but the world of creating and telling that story was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what was the first project that you worked on then? 
like 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 as a yeah as, as a, a as a designer. Oh, so the very first project I ever uh, worked on as a graphic designer uh, was oh boy. Well, okay, I'll, there's two ones that, and they both have good shout outs. So first one shout out is Danny Fazio for the first paid gig, uh, Ion Magazine slash Bang On, uh, and there was a series of hand gestures. Some of them. You can't see the hand gestures I'm making right now, but uh, just imagine all the hand gestures one can make. And I drew those, and those would go on bang on T-shirts. So that was dope. So thank you, Danny. We'll get to Danny later at Ion, a legend. And um, and then the other one was John Tang, a guy I knew from uh, uh, selling Burton snowboards. Amazing guy. He was working at a great agency called Cowie and Fox, which was just down the street. Oh, yes. I remember that agency. Yeah, and they had um, – it was, it, was, it was super fun. It was a – one month contract where I was doing all of option snowboards, uh, not all of, a series of option snowboard graphics for the upcoming year. Sadly, that was 2008 and option did shutter. So those decks actually never made it anywhere. But that was the first thing I got to do snowboard graphics wow. for a for you know Vancouver Pride Option, which was really cool. Oh, so, that's so yeah, so cool, it was super fun. Yeah, and then um, we were chatting earlier, and then sometime in there, 2011, you went to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. What what yeah. brought you there? Uh, I don't know. I kind of like. Uh, I, I I feel like there was a, I was pulled to Australia. Uh, everything that I was interested in, um just seemed to come from there like the music the the fashions the the lifestyle like everything was just pointing to um sydney or melbourne there was just something about it um i didn't have a pull at that time to go to say europe or new york to me it was there's something about australia and there was something about that culture and lifestyle um so yeah i i just went there we um i was in a situation where i was able to um go there and and had a had an awesome it wasn't even that long it was like seven months or something like that mm. but I feel like those seven months were so transformative of just being and, I, and we didn't get to actually like travel around too too much it was more like one spot we lived in like one little spot and so to be able to know like oh you get your milk from this spot and like go the prawns are better at this you know <laughs> market or whatever so to like feel like a local even for like a couple months was a really profound experience. Yeah. So you just needed a change in scenery. I just needed a change in scenery. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then you were back in 2012. Back in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then what was like life looking like for you then? Uh life was good. Like 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 so in, when I came back from Australia, I think I was looking for like what's next. Like what's how is how is this all gonna pan out and you know, looking looking back and connecting the dots as as you say. Um when I was in Australia um, I was blown away by, first off, I was, I was in Australia during the wettest summer since like 1952 or something mm. like that. Like classic, classic Canadians. Like I'm going to go to this, I'm going to go to the sun. And it was like pouring rain for weeks <laughs> on end, but I, it was great. Cause like, I was learning to surf and no one was in the water. Cause everyone was freaked out about it. But like, you know how when it snows in Vancouver and it's like pandemonium, like people are freaking out? Oh, yeah. It was like that when it rained in Sydney. And granted, yes, of course, there are larger drops and it's, it's you know, it's not, the city isn't built for it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I was blown away by how crazy it made people and how inadequately dressed everyone was. So it was there that I had the the sort of first thinkings of, uh, of my outdoor company with my best friend, Mike Barrow. That really started there to say, like, there's got to be something to this. The fact that I'm in what I otherwise thought was like the most warm and 
not rain or winter place, and yet this is a need, there's got to be more places than just Vancouver for this kind of product. So, mm. so that was kind of where that started. But I came back and I ended up working at um, um, Taxi, the ad agency, for a little while. That's right. I did agency life for a little yeah. bit, which was which was really eye-opening. It was super, super interesting to, to go through that. Yeah, if I remember, were you working on the TELUS account? Or? I did TELUS. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I did TELUS. We did, um, what did we do? Yeah, my first project was a window display where we were sourcing AstroTurf because it was a spring <laughs> campaign. And for whatever reason, we, we, we worked on pandas for two years. It was great. So, so I only worked on the panda. No any, any, if you remember Telus and Panda yeah. Creative, that was stuff that me and the team were on. It was hilarious. Ah. It was so fun. So, what did you get out of agency life? Uh, oh boy, I got a lot of things out of it. It was a different time. I think it was sort of like, mm, well, first and foremost, okay, there's like two ways I can go with this. One is the super positive, and one is the more like. Hmm, okay, interesting. Let's let's focus on that. The really positive one, I'll start with that first. The really positive one was it taught me a lot about teamwork and design and creative. I've been working solo forever. So I didn't have that 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 camaraderie of working with a project manager and with working with your creative director or working with, you know, your production team. You know, like like doing magazines, you think of a layout, you lay it out, you make it print ready, and you send it off, and you're the only one who's to blame if you did rich black instead of actual CMYK black or whatever it is, you know? Whereas in this case, you would that was new to me to hand those sort of designs off to awesome people to then go make your your you know visions a reality. So that was really mm-hmm. unique and different. And that taught me a lot about teamwork. I'm still learning about teamwork, but we'll <laughs> get there. Um, on the sort of the the pessimistic side, what was interesting is that I went to agency, I, I went to after so long of not never having a full-time job, I went to a full-time job with the idea of security, like, oh, this is gonna be good. I'm gonna be set. We'll just we'll do this for a couple of years and see where it goes. And sure enough, like we lost Telus. We lost Telus within, you know, like a year of me being there. Mm. And because that's primarily what I was there for, I was a part of a massive uh, layoff. You know, I feel bad for everyone. There's a bunch of offices in Toronto that shut down, and everyone has found, you know, landed on their feet and found homes since. Um, but uh, but that was a really big eye opener to say, you know, is am I going for security or am I going to go and learn something? Because security is just kind of a myth. Like I was more secure when I was freelancing. It felt, you know, mm. so that, that that was a big learning experience and I, one that I wouldn't trade for anything. It was right. great. It was awesome. And now you're back to being your own boss. Yes. 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 Well, <laughs> <laughs> I say I say I say with hesitation because I mean I I kind of wonder like. You know, I feel like I'd be my my own my own own boss if I if I was like a locksmith or something. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. something so awesomely like solo that you're there to just do that one thing, and you know, you're not going to complain if you're. Yeah, it's like, does your lock work? Great, cool. <laughs> you know, does your logo now? Is it? Do you worry that it feels this way, or do you like red or green better? You know, that those are all subjectives. You know, yeah. where so no those things, I I don't feel like I'm my own boss necessarily because mm, you do have clients because I do have clients in addition to yeah. working with my best friend on Barrow yeah. so it's like it's all it's a teamwork it's a I don't know it, it's a team yeah well let's dive into to Barrow and yeah what that's been like over five seasons six years five around? five seasons and we we're just in the process of pre-selling our sixth collection Wow, congrats. It's crazy. Thank you. Thank you. What's it been like for you in the last nine to 10 months? 
with the pandemic and trying to put out it's been crazy it's been crazy like i think that um the we've been so extremely lucky when i think about um the kinds of ebb and flows that our natural seasonal business has has totally been for the most part fairly unaffected by the first couple of waves of covid I don't know how we timed that. It was it's it's something that we've been able to um, skirt around for the most part. But you know, for example, like we were two days away from not having our samples for our fall winter twenty collection because it was two days before um, Fuzhou China's lockdown. You know, and um, and that, that's where we manufacture, and those are our, our development partners as well. And and so we've been working collaboratively. But, up until then to say we don't know when this is going to kind of drop but it's going to so let's let's do what we can and and go from there so and and getting out of that selling cycle knowing that um knowing that overseas has been in lockdown and we were about to go in one um allowed us to sort of for the first time ever sort of you know mike and i had the opportunity to say do we want to do this at this time we thought it was like a two-week thing we don't know you know but Having gone through, having started my career in 2008 was like a pretty clear indicator that I was like, nothing's going to be normal. This is like a whole new thing we're dealing with here. So we don't have to do a collection. Do you want to do a collection? You know, and when we made the, we made the leap to say, yeah, you know what? Let's just, let's just make some stuff. Cause who knows, you know, who knows? And, uh, sure enough, we're so glad we, we did, um, um, but yeah, it, it's just been it's just been a wild ride, and we we just absolutely feel so um, crushed for our dear friends who you know run shops and they've had to move locations or or shut down their physical space and go permanently online. Um, not not because you know uh, for for any other only other reason than just the physical. You kind of wonder what is that uh, um, is 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 the physical so needed when you have such a great online community. Um, they've been able to do it. I still feel like the physical, when we can get back to um, having a physical presence and at that community, yeah, I think the world is better because of that. I'm a shop kid. I'm a retail shop kid. Like, um, I think leases on spaces for companies are great. Um, but uh, in the moment, it's been really wild to sort of see that that ebb and flow go. Yeah, yeah. And in the six years of being a business owner, entrepreneur, mm -hmm. plus designer. That's kind of an interesting balance of being creative, but also having to put on your operational hat as well. Totally. Now I'm really lucky because that's that's Mike's forte. Mm. Mike, Mike, my business partner at Barrow is um, he handles. You know, we joke that I'm. You know, he's numbers and and figures and logistics, and I'm colors and shapes. <laughs> that's really how we kind of separate the business. And uh, he's so level headed about all that that kind of uh, stuff as well too. So when we have these discussions, it's like, take away the emotion, what are the facts, what's what's possible, you know, and, and just kind of go go through the facts from there about what you can do, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that getting, uh, I'm very proud of a lot of things um, in, in you know, over, over life so far, but getting a collection shipped to stores on time during a pandemic is definitely top of the, top of the, things that I'm really, really proud of. And, and I, I owe it all to our terrific vendors and, yeah. and fabric 
suppliers and everyone's everyone just banded together more so than I've ever seen in the world. It was amazing. That's really nice to have them pulled together for you like that. Totally. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was yeah. amazing for sure. For sure. I'm also going to say too, um, in terms of luck, it's great that you're able to work with your best friend for six totally. years yeah. and yeah. not have that friendship, you know, um, fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine you guys are stronger. Well, we've been roommates probably three times two or three times and now business partners for six years. So there's, uh, we have good conversations where we'll say, okay, okay, hold on. Uh, roommate conversation, blah, 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 blah. Or, mm. okay, business partner conversation, blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes we'll just say, okay, yo, just just friend conversation. How are you doing? That's, that's <laughs> great, know, so being able to bucket it like we, that. We know we can compartmentalize it as best as possible. Yeah, yeah for sure. For that's, sure. that's good communication. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, we're, we're, we're lucky. I'm lucky for sure. That's awesome. And um, I'd love to go back to some of the work, other work that you've, you've done. Sure. Um, you've done some design, like major design for some very well-known brands. You've done... Um, Lululemon Seaweeds, a yeah, bunch of their, yeah, totally. their events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you've also done the Herschel logo. Tell That's us right. about that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So pre-Australia, this is probably 2008, I had just graduated from, I think I had just finished that Cowie and Fox job, to be totally honest. And uh, I had just graduated from um, the IDEA program, which was up at CAP. I say CAP College because it was a college when I was there. I know it's a university now. Um, and... Yeah, just working in the shops and working sort of um, in the skate and snow world, um, a lot of the first couple of jobs that I had were posters for an event or um, something something that was promotional along those lines, you know? And it was, it was just like friends here and there kind of doing stuff. One of the individuals that I met and was doing some work for was um, at the time, the the local Vancouver van or BC Vans rep, Lyndon Cormack. And so I was doing posters for his um, van sample sales and that sort of thing, you know. And that was really kind of how we started to create a relationship of, of uh, working together and whatnot there. And um, how did it work? I remember distinctly, is there a Cactus Club on on Boundary? I think so. Like like in Bright, Bright and Burnaby, right? Yeah, I think so. I distinctly remember being at Cactus Club in Burnaby, and uh, I'm glad to fact check that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he was telling me that him and his brother were thinking of starting a company, and um, and they wanted to work on someone with the visuals about how it all was going to come down. They had the general idea of what they wanted to do, and they just needed to bring it to life. And uh, and yeah, that was oh, I don't I don't know what month that would have been, but. Uh, let's let's say that was spring all through the summer and leading into the fall. We, mm. you know, it was it was those two guys. Um, so it was Jamie and Lyndon. Jamie had um, they were both still repping at the time as well too. Jamie was doing um, K two Sports out in Calgary, and so all the K two brands. And then um, and and Lyndon was doing Vans and all that kind of stuff. So we were trying to, you know, squeak in little hours here and there to do hand tags and and bag designs and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and at lunches and after work and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it was, there was there was four of us pre like full time role. There was another guy named Tom who was I think actually made the first original samples mm. in in Calgary. And um, yeah, we we just got that first collection out the door, um, catalog and all, and then they just absolutely blew up from there. And that was that. My gosh, though, like, I think that the first time it really hit of how massive it was, was I was actually in Melbourne and I was at a store and there was like a 40 foot tall 
mural of it on the side of the building. Wow. How did you feel looking at that? It was crazy. It was like (laughs) seeing like an old pal or like, is that me up there? What is this? This, It was a totally surreal experience that uh, to this day, like we were, we were sort of uh, uh, talking a little bit about it before, but like you, you go through ebbs and flows where it, it feels like, you know, a dear old friend. And then in other part, other times it kind of feels like a stranger, you know, and when you mm-hmm. see hundreds of times a day, when you see that, that, uh, people wearing their products and it, it's just so special to know that, um, uh, you can go to any part of the world and see something that a very young and naive graphic designer had their hand in doing. And it's a really special thing. I, I, I hope that more people can have those kinds of experiences like I had because yeah, it's really, really cool. Really special. I, I'm very grateful. That's really, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, totally speaks to your talent too. In, in creating, um, in creating your designs, like for example, this, this logo, was mm-hmm. it something that just, um, took a lot of thought process or was it like, I know what, which direction to go in? Um, there was, I think there was a really interesting thing that was happening at that time. The strategic direction around the Herschel logo that you know it as it of now um, is a direct relationship to what was happening in 2008. Um, I don't think it's any coincidence that um, Americana and Heritage is what happened as a result of 2008. Jesus, um, going to be a 2008 episode. I've said that like so many times. <laughs> um, there's that saying where it's like when you when you get lost on a trail, you go back to the last spot where you recognized or mm-hmm. where you felt sort of safe and secure. Um, and I think for a lot of people, that was um, the world of yesterday, you know, and this idea of heritage and back when people made things with their hands and, um, you know, there was a bit of patina to everything, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, so, so in the first iterations of Herschel, I know that actually if you have a piece – You'll know you have a piece from the first collection because the zipper pulls have a, another logo. Oh. And that other special logo was more of a modern take of what was happening in the modern contemporary world pre-2008. And then uh, I do remember having a, a conversation that was more along the lines of, this isn't working, give me the weekend and I'll come back with something else. And then came back with with this particular logo. Um, but uh, But having that duality like over the course of creating that brand of, of that sort of old of that first logo and then what we ended up landing yeah, on yeah. it I think speaks a lot to sort of the the that zeitgeist that was happening you know? right and like you know like I, I that sounds like I came up with all of that like no it was a shared effort between like you know Lyndon had stacks and stacks of amazing Americana Japanese magazines uh in his office and and you know there was a lot of a lot of inspiration and influence going on there from um from from myself to them, which was which was great. So yeah, 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 team effort. To- always, yeah, always. always. It always. takes a village, right? <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, touch on another talent that you have. You were in a band as yeah, well, and totally. you've been a DJ. So yes. you were in Sunshine. That's correct. Yes, and you were bassist and vocals. That's right. Yeah, what yeah, was yeah, that yeah. like? Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so uh, I actually had a. Sp- I could. I was going. I love starting sentences and not finishing them. <laughs> I had a moment in life where I had to make the decision of whether or not I wanted to be a jazz bass player or a graphic designer. Wow. And my rationale was that I could always work as a graphic designer and play music. I didn't always think that I'd be able to work as a musician and play as a graphic designer. So <laughs> so music has always been around. Like I, I, was, mm. I was always, you know, 
I mean, I said the thing about the me stomping behind my sister singing, I want juice. So there's always been a desire for me to be on stage. There's always been a desire for me to be enjoying playing. And um, yeah, I think like my my beer money in college was organizing and, and running um, uh, a Beatles cover band. We were called the Billy Shears. No and way. And we played from, we played from uh, basically like anything in Vancouver. Like, n- name a bar that would have uh, a band on it that isn't around anymore, and we played it. <laughs> uh, all the way to like, you know, from Victoria to Kelowna kind of thing. So many Christmas parties and like weddings and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the DJing was kind of a response to, um, it was a lot of work booking a band. It was a lot of work doing that and and splitting that those dollars and loading up your your bass rig and the drum set and all that kind of stuff. Whereas DJing at that time, Serato just came out. So all of a sudden, all you need is a laptop. Mm. Well, I'm a graphic designer. I have a laptop. So that's where really that kind of came in. It was right. like, here's an opportunity to still do the same thing. There's still covers, you know, but it's uh, but it's 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 a bit more personal with just you and the audience. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. And and, that, and the only reason why I got into that was I know I know you had a uh, um, Nate on as well too. Yes. Nate was gave me my one of my first gigs with Trevor Risk back no in the day, way. and so Trevor and I met at Ion, which he then introduced me to Nate and and Maddie and the whole guys and all that kind of stuff at, at Donnelly, which was which was just so so great. Um, and then Trevor and I we always talked about bands we liked, and we said finally let's 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 write some songs and have some fun, which we did for five years, four four five oh, years. Oh wow, you totally. guys were around for that well, long. Well, we've actually technically never broken up. <laughs> you guys are just at a very long we are, hiatus. <laughs> precisely. Not, I don't think a single member lives in the city. No, Jill lives in the city and Sean lives in the city. Sorry, Adam. That that everyone moved away basically. Trevor is in some somewhere off the coast of Italy right now. And, oh no way. And uh and then Yan is is out elsewhere. And anyways, bottom line, we uh we might be disbanded, but we're still around if uh if if you if you if the timing's well, right. Well, you know what? Prior to this this uh, recording, <laughs> I did listen to a song or two. Did you? No yeah. way. Oh, cool, cool. That's rad. That's awesome. That's awesome. I do remember your site was sun- sunshinesucks.com, right? We're like the second worst Googleable band name of all time. <laughs> the first worst Googleable band name being Girls, <laughs> <laughs> which is a band. Uh, yeah, no. So Sunshine Sucks had to be our, uh, that was the only at, at handle that was available. Oh, the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's Trevor's still to this day, his Twitter. Oh, no way. Who, and he's like one of the lead writers on Letterkenny. Really? Yeah, totally. So like he's getting all like, so Sunshine gets these crazy hits because they'll put it in the credits every once in a while. Yeah. And so like, you'll get like a bunch of people that listen to it on the YouTube or the band camp and stuff. It's just a ride. It's so much fun. That's amazing. To me, it was just like, I just want to be able to tell a ki- my kid one day, like, your dad was in a band. <laughs> and that's all. And we did it. And it was great. It was a lot of yeah. fun. So, yeah. We had that's one awesome. tour. Did you? We Where went did to you Calgary, which was super rad. It was it was really cool. Um, uh, but we got flooded out. It was uh, We went there for Sled Island, the music festival. Um, and, we, and it was the big Calgary floods of, like, whatever that was, 2012 or Oh, my. I didn't 13. even know about this. Yeah, like, the, the Saddle Dome, like, flooded, like, up to, like, a it was a – it was pandemonium. It was crazy. Oh man. Anyways, natural disasters. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, I wanted to loop back to um pandemic because I've been yeah. having a lot of great conversations around um mental health. Um mm-hmm. Nate and Garrett have been super open about it. And, you know, I feel like you're you've you're such a positive person, but I, I'd love to know what it was like for you um in the last nine to ten months. 
having to deal with the changes in life and totally totally yeah 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 um yeah. well my breakdown happened on day three uh so that was that was quick um when I say breakdown I just mean like you know having gone through you know just some interesting ups and downs in in business and whatever um that that's one side of the coin but then there's also this other thread of sort of I don't know I I guess the movies I watch tend to focus on like really really hard things like mass extinctions and that kind of stuff so I think I was going to a really spiral dark place right out the gate um, I'm very lucky to have a phenomenal um, uh, future wife, uh, Sinead. She, we're going to get married in April. So whenever you're listening to this, if it's April, after April 24th, 2011, I'm a married man. I'm very proud. <laughs> It'll be before, very excited. but okay, cool, great, this, great. Excellent. This is awesome. April. So very, very excited. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so she was super supportive. But I think that just, you know, you were one of the last people we saw. Like we went to, we went to the show at, at Rennie. And yep. we were at GD Mal like three days before. That's right. Right. Maybe, maybe it was a week before, but but uh, yeah, in like my phone, in my phone, it's like you. it's us hanging out, having a great time, and then the yep. next thing is just screenshots of memes of people trying to deal with what this new reality is. You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah. So it it it's ebbs and flows for sure. I think that um, because you're asking how my how have I handled personal mental health and how is that you know the the challenging part is feeling connected to people mm. the challenging part is if you're charged by human physical connection um it's really challenging like yeah um like i i think that the some of the only times that i really find myself like choking up is when i watch like a boiler room set and i see mm. people dancing you know, right. that, that to me, it like, it, it totally gets me, mm. you know? Um, and, and, and for many, many months, uh, I've thought like, can, are we going to be able to do that again? Are we going to be able to have, uh, you know, any number of people on the dance floor for, for any kind of genre, for any, any kind of place, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so those, those are the things that kind of choke me up a bit. Yeah. Um, the positive side of me says, yes and i'm hopeful that people will do their part to you know do what they need to do mm -hmm. um but yeah it's tough it's not fun no it's not fun yeah and i i know that you're one of those people that's charged up by I do. yeah being connected with yeah. others so totally totally um yeah I, I don't know i think i'll mention 2008 one more time <laughs> um in 2008 there was no work that so i you like I was fresh in a career. I had to do so many different things just to just to just to kind of you know live. So the feeling I think when I had that like day three breakdown, it felt like I'm going to have to do that again. We're all going to have to do that again. We're mm. all going to have to be as resilient as possible and be able to you know figure out how we're all going to make this work and whether it's people um, you know going dark and then getting better wh whatever that was you know right. we're gonna have to all go through that and i think that was that was why i was kind of initially freaking out if you know what i mean right yeah so, yeah. yeah but you you have a resilient spirit i do have a resilient spirit um i have a tremendous outgoing positive vibe um i'd be lying though if i said like there wasn't you know a lot of you know 
questions of, of spiraling that happens underneath that surface as well, too. Of I mean, that, that's that's just a, a given, I would presume, you know. Yeah, but, we're all um, human. Totally, right? Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a, I think, I think it's, 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 been, it's been a wild thing to go through and see. And I, I wish that our social personas better identify with how we are actually doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been so inspiring to see some recent mothers over the last couple of years being very honest with actually how their experience has been and and not leaving anything out, you know? Right. And and having that honesty, I th- uh, if, if you people feel comfortable doing that I think is really strong and mm-hmm. and I, I've always encouraged those in my in my network to say hey if, if you're not doing well like try letting people know and and yeah. be honest about it you know because mm-hmm. I think that will go pretty far yeah we're all struggling in in some sort of way at some point totally and uh, totally and obviously I, I say that as from a uh, an immense amount of privilege of of having a partner who I live with and we live in a home and we have a dog and there's a lot I I, I totally understand how how um how that sounds, you know, and, and mm-hmm. how lucky I am. Um, but, um, but yeah, we, I don't know. We just have to figure it out together. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no I, it's all we, you know, it's all we. And actually I wanted to, to ask a question about you and, um, and Shins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is amazing. Truly. Yes. She's great. And, um, she's also creative too. She's an art director. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I know that you guys have done some work together, but you guys are definitely always soundboarding off of each other. Oh yeah. And yeah. I wanted to ask, um, what makes your dynamic, um, what makes you such good partners in, in work and life? Because it's very easy to see that connection and that synergy sure. when you spend time with the both of you. Cool. Okay, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, oh, I don't know if I could, I could, I could boil it down to a particular series of things. I just think that we, we communicate so earnestly, um, and we, I think we just listen a lot. We really try to listen to each other, and if we catch ourselves maybe not listening as well as we should. We'll say, "Oh, I don't know if I understand that. What What do you mean, or, or whatnot?" Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know the fact that we met uh, older in life, and um, to having just been through different things, we have the ability to to sort of not have to feel like we need to play any weird sort of part or role. You know, it, it, like we <laughs> we comically both met in what was both our determined summer of ourselves <laughs> and that sort of idea of like no i'm not meeting anyone uh it was it was a shocking uh it was a shock of how quickly you actually found someone when you were just being totally yourself and they were being their own selves mm-hmm. um so yeah so that that's that, that's one thing um i think on the collaborative side um we also come from we come from the strategy of creative the same way uh but we just tackle problems differently as well, too, which is really exciting. So that collaboration is just the best. It's, it's, she's she's great. Yeah, it seems that that um, you're quite honest in that too. That you're you're willing to challenge each other in Absolutely. in that in that way. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, for sure. whatever perspective that you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's so cool. Totally. I love it. We worked on. Uh, um, if anyone's ever been, if you haven't been, you should go to Fig up on Fourth Ave, uh, and then also their new location on Main Street. We did their website and visual brand and all that kind of stuff um, with, with that team, which is just JJ and the team there is the best. So Yeah, when are they opening great. the Main Street location? It's now open. It's oh, it's now open now. It's oh, just I'd open. love to check yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. They have these really cool floating uh, um, um, woodland floral uh, um, 
Like installations? Installations. Thank you. Yes, oh, that's the that's word really precisely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. And then we also worked on our friends. Um, uh, Andrea Barber has a really cool fitness uh, blog. I'll show you um, a streaming service called A Few Fun Move. A Few Fun Moves. So these are like the fun things you get to work on when you're just stuck alone for months yeah. uh, in, a, in a thing, and you have the access to the internet, and you can you can have some fun. Find anything. Is, <laughs> totally. Which which is an absolute dream. Yeah. And so, um, it you know talking about googling things like searching things out I feel like you um are also the kind of person that is inspired by so many things so like kind of what's been on your radar lately in terms of Ooh. inspiration music designers good brands. question um hmm since I was 12 if you could give me a plane ticket to go anywhere in the world it would be it would be Japan it would be Tokyo Japan and I have I'm 35 and I have yet to be I've yet to go uh, so you would love it. That is, that we've talked about this. I know, I know you're totally right. Yes. It's uh, one of my favorite places and I know it will totally. Be and like I was pulled previously, uh, in a different, uh, part of life to, uh, Australia and Sydney for, for their arts and culture and, and music. I, I think that, that, that next step for me is, is learning more about Japan and mm -hmm. more about different parts of, um, Europe as well too. I think there's mm. some interesting things happening there. So I, to answer your question, I think that there is. Uh, places always inspire me um, and and the kinds of people that come from those places. Um, what else inspires me? I think, yeah, like like I, I brought up like those boiler room sets or what, whatever you can listen to, a, a curated playlist from someone else. Mm -hmm. Being able to go on those fun little adventures with their their soundtrack is, is forever inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thank you so much for your time, Tyler. This is Thank you always, for having me. always such a pleasure being around your energy. Um, my final question to you is, with the work that you do, what is it that you want to leave behind in the world? Oh, terrific surprise question. I love it. Um, I think that um, immediately I've been very lucky to practice design from great people who have opened up the doors to showing me the ropes. Um, I, I will have a, you could have a, a list of people at the end of this and, and, and everyone to be grateful for. I hope to have opened those doors for other people to get inspired about things. Um, I hope that the, a, fr a friend said it really well once they were talking about, um, Think they were trying to get a job or or whatever it was and um and i think that how it went was they just asked um um they, they want to get the job but they also had people that were working for them at one time too and and went to something something along the effect of someone asking um well uh i don't have any references but why don't you ask the people that i work with or that work for me and and that as a sentiment of you know working with a great team and and being able to leave behind hopefully practices and strategies of thinking about design and thinking about creative work is uh, is what, I, what I'd want to leave behind. I love it. What a wonder, What a wonderful legacy to leave. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I look forward to maybe a part two in the, in the future with Absolutely. you on the show again. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. If you enjoyed that last conversation, be sure to check out more episodes of The Craft on Spotify and guest photo galleries on the website at wearethecraft.com. Thanks again for listening.